Alright, welcome back to Illini Weekly. It's a fun time right now. Illinois basketball regular season is starting up. We're recording this on Thursday. Starts Friday at home against Southern University, not Southern Illinois. I'm Joey Wagner, sports reporter at the Herald Review. We're with Mark Tupper, executive sports editor. And Illinois is kind of coming off of a, a pretty unique weekend after kind of an embarrassing loss down in Charleston to Eastern. Mark, you were there. It didn't feel good for the Illini after that, did it? No, 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 no. It was embarrassing. It did not feel good. Um, and um, um, it's interesting because if what I'm told is right, um, they hadn't practiced well that week. And before the game, Brad Underwood told his son, who's a walk-on, who's ineligible this year because of transferring from Oklahoma State, Tyler Underwood, he told Tyler, we're going to lose by 20 tonight. And uh, it wasn't quite that bad, but, uh, you know, there's a couple theories there. One, um, they started off great, um, and there may have been a moment there where they thought, oh, we got this. We've got it all mastered. And uh, they were up by 11, and um, um, with, uh, I think I think it was uh, with six minutes to go in the first half, Eastern had scored 16 points and ended yeah. up scoring 80. And... Um, so, uh, uh, and then my theory is that, and this is so- something that both Illinois basketball and football teams have to watch constantly, is that there is not a reservoir of confidence or past experience at, at this level with these teams. Um, you know, look at the returning players, Michael Finke, Leron Black, Tijon Lucas. We go down the list. Those guys have never won at this level. I'm talking about... Uh, at a Big Ten contenders level, they've never been in the NCAA tournament, so they don't have it. The other, the freshmen have never played in a college game that counted, so they certainly don't have it. The same thing exists on the football side. They're not used to winning. They go into the season with the right attitude: we're going to win, we're going to be in contention. But as soon as adversity strikes, they don't know how to respond. Yeah. And we saw it in the football game um, sat last Saturday at Purdue. Illinois was down by six in the fourth quarter. Um, score a touchdown, take the lead, win the game. But penalty, penalty, you know, uh, special teams, mental error, um, and then all of a sudden you've fallen by the wayside and your opponent is kind of zoomed off with it because they made the plays. And so uh, it was really probably alarming to some people. I don't think it was all that surprising to Brad Underwood to see Illinois not know how to kind of pull together um, when they encountered adversity in the second half. They don't have a player on the floor who has been this route before, and they're going to have to invent that as they go. And to me, it's clearly going to have to be Mark Smith. That's my opinion. Um, Michael Finke, just by his nature, is not that guy. Laron is definitely not that guy. Tijon is kind of that guy. I, I, I would leave the door open to him being a vocal leader. I don't know if he can be the one and only. Um, and, and then you move to the freshman group, and it's probably going to be Mark Smith. He's their best player. He's uh, a natural leader. He's, I, I think his is he will become the voice of Brad Underwood on the floor. And um, so that'll be interesting Friday night when they play Southern at seven. I think you mentioned it that they, I, I think they kind of, I don't want to say needed this, but they're still starting Friday. Oh, no. Well, well, when it happens adversity. to you, you clearly did need it. Yeah, they, they needed to fight, face this adversity and not have it even impact what's going to happen in March. And it was good that it happened in front of 5,000 people. I, I, I think when you get embarrassed, um, there's some good that can come out of that. You know, I don't know if you ever win. This probably never happened to you, Joey, but 
where you go to class and you're not prepared, and the teacher calls on you, and uh, the teacher embarrasses you a little bit because oh, it's they, happened. you know, <laughs> yeah, it's happened to everybody. And so, what happens when that happens? Well, when that happens, you generally you don't want it to happen again. So you have to make a change. And the change is that you're better prepared the next time you go to class. Happens to us when we're out doing something. Sure it does. It happens to everybody. So um, to have this happen in front of 5,000 people, you're darn right it was embarrassing. And so, okay, you don't want it to happen again? Then, then this week has been about making some changes that would reduce the opportunity for that to happen again. Uh, I, don't, I don't say that, they're, look, they're going to lose more games. <laughs> but, um, but you can't lose that kind of a game. No. And you can't lose this game Friday night to, to Southern. And uh, so uh, anxious to see what happens and, and how they go about it and um, to understand that just because you've played well the first 15 minutes and you're up by 11 points doesn't mean anything. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. And, you know, Eastern, there's a lot of teams like Eastern. They've got good athletes. They've got some quickness. They've got a little size. You get, catch them on a night when they start making a ton of shots, you're going to have to you're gonna have to come with a response. Illinois was targeted by, you know, like they – Illinois players should have had a target on their back. This is as big as this is going to get for Eastern Illinois. For the, you would think. I mean, you know, hate that's to, Jay Spoonauer told him. He said, if you're going to beat them, you better do it tonight. They're not coming back. Yeah, this is your one shot. Agreed. Ah, uh, you, you mentioned Mark Smith as a leader. I think so too. I think just the way he carries himself. But I also am of the belief that leaders are inherent shot creators. And when you have teammates looking for somebody to make a shot, that guy kind of becomes your de facto leader. And who can create their own shots on this team? I don't think we know yet. I mean, Mike Finke can make shots, but I don't think he can create his own shots. No. Mark Smith can create his own shots. I think Tijon can create his own shots with his quickness. But if you can create your shot, you kind of become a leader on the court because at crunch time, you got four other guys sharing a court with you who are looking at you and trying to figure out how we're going to get you open. Well, and Tijon has got to take care of the ball. He had six yep. turnovers there and was really sloppy with the ball in the second half. I'm not talking about dribbling the ball down the floor and having it go off your foot out of bounds. I'm talking about um, taking it along the baseline, which they do, and trying to find guys through passing lanes and throwing it to defensive people and, and just trying to make plays that aren't there, you know. And so um, that, he, he's got some challenges, but he had a good week of practice and um, I'm, I'm told Mark Smith had a really good week of practice. I'm told, I'm told practice was very tough. You know? can't imagine it's a fun place to be. <laughs> no, and, and, and um, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, um, Brad put Kipper Nichols with four walk-ons Monday and then put essentially five starters together against him, and, and Kipper and the walk-ons won. And um, that's interesting. Um, I'm I'm also told there was a scout from the New York Knicks there and twice Brad walked up to the scout and said, I got the wrong guys on scholarship. <laughs> and uh, and so that was interesting. So, again, another teaching moment, an opportunity. I, Kipper was sensational in the first half of the Eastern game. Not not as good in the second half, no doubt about that. He's but, another shot creator, but I think. But he is uh, He's the wild card guy mm -hmm. on this team, you know, a, a six 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 seven wing who can shoot, who can defend, who can rebound, and on a night when he does it all, can be your best player on the floor. What do you make of the starting five? So at Eastern, the starting five was Leron Black, Finky, Lucas, Mark Allstork, and Demonte Williams. If I'm reading this correctly, that now look, that's probably not going to be the starting five that, that trots out of the State Farm Center tomorrow. I think this was a lot about Underwood being able to see what cards work with other cards. But what do you make of that starting five? What What's your expectation Friday night for the starting five? I, I think, think that was the starting five based on how they were practicing going into that game. 
Um, he said, Brad said, one or two freshmen may in the starting lineup tomorrow night. I won't be surprised if it's Mark Smith and DeMonte Williams. Um, and then um, I think Laron starts. And then after that, I think it's kind of a crapshoot because Mark Allstork was as disappointing as anybody in that Eastern game. Uh, Michael Finke was not that far behind, particularly in the rebounding uh, portion of it all. Um, so I think he's looking for some different options there. I just don't think that, you know, you've got such a limited number of returning players. And I think, I think you know, one or both of those guys may still be in the starting lineup. But um, we'll see what happens. Um, it's going to be kind of interesting. I, I, I think the starting lineup's going to change. And, yeah, I don't think you know, you're going to see Whatever you see tomorrow night's not going to be the... It may not be what you see in the second game, that's to right. be honest. No, and that's exactly... might not be that way in the second half. DeMonte Williams, and he continues to, to interest me and pique my interest because, again, we've talked about this. Maybe a lot of people with that ACL... You know, if you're a hardcore hoops guy or gal, you don't you follow that, and if you don't see that name in the box scores all basketball season, his senior year, you kind of kind of tend to forget him about him. Mm-hmm. But he is he is. I would say I still think he's probably still a surprise. He's getting talked about more. He's often. Um, he's been really good in every aspect except offensively. He doesn't shoot no, not well, and he's and he just doesn't take many shots. And and uh, his dad was a scorer. And uh, but he but that's okay um, because he's not forcing that aspect of the game. He's defending. He's rebounding. He's passing. He's handling the ball. He's doing all the other things well. And if there's a, an opportunity there, he'll take it. I think that portion of his game will come to him. And I think they'd rather him be going comfortably slow with the offense than uncomfortably fast with it. Like you saw Tijon Lucas doing yeah. a little bit. And so uh, I just. I think he's got a good chance to start uh, Friday night in the season opener. I really do. I agree. Uh, that you know, that's obviously the big news. Illinois football. We're, we're going to get Mark out of here. He's had a crazy Sorry. week. I think he's had about four or five stories every day in the paper this week. Uh, what, what are you looking for Saturday? I know you've got a champagne-filled weekend. Yeah, um, you know, they're playing an Indiana team that's also 0-6 in the Big Ten. But Indiana's been closer in games, so I think the perception is that they're a little better. They were close to Michigan. They were close to Michigan State. Um, they've got injury issues. Illinois has got a lot of injury issues. They've got some quarterback issues. What I'm watching is now the new quarterback thing. You think about it, we've gone through four chapters of quarterback play. The Chase Krause chapter, the Jeff George alone chapter, the shuttle chapter where George and Cam Thomas shared time, and then against Purdue and this week and the rest of the way, I think we're going to see almost exclusively Cam Thomas. I think they've made a decision. This is his show. Let's utilize all this playing time. Let's let him start this game at home. Let's let him start uh, at Ohio Stadium when they go over and play the Buckeyes, and let's see what he can get out of it. He, he uh, was definitely improved uh, at Purdue, didn't throw an interception. So that's what you're, you want to see from him is uh, limit the mistakes, grow in confidence. I think this kid's got a big run. I think he's got a 60-yard touchdown run in him. I don't know that we'll see it Saturday. Um, I, I mentioned that to Garrick McGee, and he said next year in particular because he said he's 190 pounds right now. Next year his legs will be stronger. He'll play at 200, 205, and he'll run through some tackles that are, are stopping him right now. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he pops one. He's real close, I believe, to getting one. I'd be interested to see who comes back from injury too. They need to get a 
they need to get about four or five guys back. They've had 18 players out against Purdue with injury. Do you get the vibe that Cam Thomas, this is going to be his his show next year? Is Somebody's going to have to beat him out, yeah. and he's he's getting a leg up. I don't think this was the plan, no. uh, but it's just evolved into the way it is. And so he's going to have several games of experience and starting experience uh, by the time next season begins. And um, and it, it appears to me, too, that, I mean, I've written this in the past, but Garrick McGee and wants to go with a dual-threat quarterback. And uh, that's the direction they want to go, and that doesn't bode well for Jeff George down the road. Right. Real quick, Io finally signed. Yep. So that, no heartbreak. It doesn't appear nope. like you're going to see heartbreak here. Uh, I, I did see a lot of people talking with you on Twitter that going back to basketball a little bit. That Eastern game really broke some people down a little bit. It looked like people. Well, I mean, it's I the mean, history of the, the program. I guess that's just but. the yeah. That's that's the world we live in right now. Illinois fans are fragile, um, and I don't say that as an insult. No, it should they, be. <laughs> they've been beaten up and 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 dragged through every kind of hell imaginable. So, you know, but but the people who have said that said, "I'm done with this team." And um, come are. on, they haven't played a game yet. Let, yeah. Let's 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 get a little bit into the season. Now, if they look bad. Friday night against Southern, we may have to well, look you know, whatever. Oh, but loss and look bad are different. But let's let's get to a let's, let's get to a, a real game and, yeah. and see what happens here. We don't have any guests. We apologize. It's been a wild week with Mark and I. I think have been on the road for the better part of the last right. week and a half. So next week we'll have somebody for you. We'll have some more bath. We'll have a couple games under our belt next week. Yeah, we will. Too. That'll be good. So we'll know a little bit what we've got. You know, let us know if you've got any questions, and we will see you guys next week, and we'll talk more basketball. All right.